Hey there, and welcome to Day 163 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the YouTube channel with matching podcasts that's titled just the same. I'm Andrea, and I am so excited to share some words with you tonight. I actually gave myself permission today to just write for you, and I didn't know. You know, I never know. It's like, ah, oh, am I going to find the right words or create the right story or be able to shape it just right so that you will see the miracle in it? You know, it's intimidating, you guys. And of course, I'm rusty because I haven't written for a while. So to back up the truck, I'm sharing 365 miracle stories, one per day for a year. Um, and I'm just at day 163. So that means, y'all, I have like 202 more miracle stories to go. The beautiful thing is that these stories are from a blog that I wrote over the course of about three years. Um, so I have 325 published stories already, which I'm reading to you. But of course, it means I need to write about 40 more over the next six months. So writing is one of the easiest things I've ever done. And I absolutely love to write. And so I hope that I found some sweet words for you that will just bless you right well. That you will know that in these miracle stories, as we're scooting along, right, that you are the miracle that you were purposed and created for something that only you are called here to do. And that's a miracle in itself. And so um, I know my writing's a little rusty. So I always thank you all for just hanging in there with me as I'm getting back to using this gift to glorify my God. I wrote a piece tonight called Right on Time. And so it begins. Would it be all right if I came and stayed with you? My firstborn asked me over the phone after a winded explanation of what COVID was doing to their lives and their educations. Can I, Mama? Of course, Dakota. You know the answer to that. It will never change. Of course. Just get yourself here soon, please, before they start to cancel flying altogether. And that COVID came with no manners at all, toting lockdowns, Zoom classes, scaly dry hands, and craziness hoarding toilet paper. We looked like Mutt and Jeff Roberts at a grocery store, masks and gloves on to protect ourselves, him at six foot six and his accomplice at only five foot nine. Me, the mama, inheriting my college aged son was way too good to be true. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> As I worked from home in my large master bedroom, my son had flat taken over two small extra bedrooms at the head of the upstairs hallway. One small room for acting with umbrella lights, cameras, props, and scripts strewn about, and the other small room with a futon that was only about one foot too short for his frame and his humor, and a television for gaming at the helm. And on the weekends, we sin. We would ride wild and free up the road to see my parents and his sisters, of course my daughters, hunkered down in their very own foxhole, sharing just the same germs. We made it, him and I, ride or die, we made it. The goodbye back to USC came with tears and a most amazing text from the road on his way back home. A photo that he knew was a very personal answer to prayer for me as I knew I was being called to Colorado, but I just couldn't figure just when. And with wildfires lighting a bright orange sky 
and evacuations and riots into the night one city over and air quality hanging at 585 while dropping ash on my getaway car. I knew that I knew my son was right. It was finally time to go. I sat with a young college-age banker in a small carpet-lined cubicle on campus in Oregon explaining just what I needed to see happen. Come on, easy peasy. But um, you've never met your landlord, she said. No, I said. And you've never seen the place you're renting? No. Well, yes and no, only online in pictures, I said. But both seem very nice. (laughs) She stares at the computer and searches how to transact a deposit to Mr. and Mrs. Nevermet. And I'm thinking, she thinks, I've plain lost my mind. But you've met your new employer, right? Did you interview there? She says, um, no, but I've done my homework on the town and the property and the position. I'm explaining like she might kick me plumb out of my own bank and call the next customer next. You mean you've never been to the town either? She says, no. I said again, wondering if I was failing or passing her teenage girling test from her petite frame in a small plastic bank chair. Um, I'm sure this all sounds surprising to you, but I completely trust God, I said. I do. I do, I said again, with a touch of why am I even explaining this? I'm not surprised, she says. I'm I'm just jealous, she says with a small laugh. (laughs) I only wish I could be that adventurous and that brave. Would you mind if I just parked the U-Haul for about an hour so that I could take a quick rest? I asked the graveyard gentleman inside the Colorado convenience store of a sleepy, tumbleweed town. It wasn't my plan, but I had driven straight through from Pendleton, Oregon, all the way to southwest Colorado just because Moab, Utah, had, quote, no more room at the inn. You bet. Um, Just make sure it's out of clearance for the gas pumps. Thank you so much, I said with a wave and a smile as I pushed through the front glass door into the mid-morning darkness. I don't know if the folks smile big like I do around these parts, but um, baby, I couldn't help it. (laughs) I'm getting so very close now. I could feel it. I rolled the headlights and tires over into some gravel near the neighboring store and turned off the rumbling truck engine. I cracked the windows open just a crack locked all of the U-Haul doors, said I love you to my brave companion in his kennel, and closed my traveling eyes. I'm so close to home now, but I know that I need the rest. Colorado, I'm coming home. Climbing hills and shifting only when it's good and ready, lugging with us three bedrooms and three baths, brights on and brights off, The 26-foot U-Haul rolled into my magical town at about 4 o'clock in the morning with not an oncoming car in sight. It was perfect. The small cowboy town welcomed me with a historical marking and a COVID warning sign flashed reminders to wear a mask. I couldn't tell you what their laws were or what county 
I would now live in for that matter. Give me a day. (laughs) The downtown trees were wrapped in white, magical lights, and the storefronts were lit with tender love and display. My favorite thing as a child was to travel through town at night when you could see inside of all of the houses in ways you could never spot during the day. Father God, all-knowing, this dreamer, would design beautiful spaces for a living someday, myself, just along for the ride. So this is my town, Colorado. This is what all of the fuss was about. Yeah, you were right. It's extra dreamy. And the text rolled in from an Australian pastor and a few more brave morning hours. Sorry we're late, but I was grabbing you a coffee. See you at your new house in 10. My new life started. Whoops. My new life started fresh with a bucking bronco on my organic coffee cup, a bear lock on my new garbage can, <laughs> and somehow, some very how, I knew that I was home. Come that fresh first Monday, I stood in front of a rolled out set of plans, walking each vision in my mind. Rolled out plans have been my comfort food since I was a child. My dad's construction or engineering plans would be rolled out on a drafting table at the head of the hallway and he would draft with a Sony Walkman on his head, drafting with a light on so that he could focus and I could fall asleep. That same evening that I saw these plans, one stayed away. This visionary and his wife took me for dinner in my new cowboy town and then took me next door to see the very opportunity that I had trusted. We walked through the freshwood subfloor as a blank canvas of sorts with not even one wall or partition in place. It smelled of new wood, which always smells like hope to me. Two smells I just happen to love dearly. All new. And with one turn at the door, he holds up a silver key and asks me, have you ever had your own showroom before? He asks as a silver key lands with one baton toss into my carefully cupped hand. No, no, this is a first for me, but that's truly what makes it so great. Thank you. My goal is to make you proud. Thank you for trusting us and getting yourself here, he said. Yes, of course, I said. I wouldn't have missed this opportunity for the moon. Colorado, I am home. That thing that Father God has shown you will one day happen? It will. After the waiting and waiting, it will seem to just all of a sudden be happening. It will seem as if it just somehow instantly came to be. He doesn't show us these things just to frustrate us. He shows us to foster up trust and truly, truly, truly get this. He does this to gift us with hope. Father, the hope giver. Father, the giver of surprise and delight. Father, the great promise keeper. You are seeing things just plain right. You will appreciate it more in the waiting. It will be deemed more precious and rare to you. The deliverance becomes the great treasure. So trust that he's just not finished yet. Trust that he continues to surprise and delight. 
Hold on to what he has shown you, sweet one, his timing, his ways, not our own, but always, and always meaning always. He is always right on time. I love you. Mm. You guys, I hope that you enjoyed that. I know I'm already at 12 minutes, but I just wanted to be able to express to you what it means to feel rusty and find those words um, that hopefully will just bless you and bless people and legacy for years to come. It was my honor to be able to write for you. And so in this, you know, as I read these words, I know that he's still continuing to orchestrate and he just rubs his hands together in hopes of preparation to surprise and delight us. He is a good, good father and he's great at what he does. And that's what I know is it's like this was one brave step that I made for him in direct obedience. I knew that I was to live here. And for everything, like I say, I believe my person is here. But I can get tired in the waiting. He knows. (laughs) We just had another holiday that was, I was surrounded by people and family and friends that I love and adore. I felt ridiculously loved. But at the same time, I could still feel ridiculously alone. Because it's the same. You know, as I put my decorations away, as I put, take my tree down, that's always been so symbolic for me of Father God. Will my life look different next Christmas? Will it look different? Will I find my person? It's like I have my wonderful romantic little Hallmark movie set down, but the main character is still missing. (laughs) And the thing is, is that I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. I have that hope. And as I always say to people, you will not know the day that your life is just going to change forever. You won't know the day. You won't know the day that he chooses, just as we will not know the day that Jesus will come again. It's no different. He prepares to surprise and delight. And these words are true at the bottom, you guys. You have to hold on to them like a life song that you will appreciate it more in the waiting. It will be deemed more precious and rare to you, he says, through me. The deliverance becomes the great treasure. And so go with that, you guys, and just trust and believe that he is orchestrating for you daily in a very personal way and that he is always right on time. So I love you to pieces, y'all. You know that I will be chatting at you tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow's Monday. Have a great evening and I'll talk to you then. Take care.